Now back to the third hour of Garden Talk with Mr. Mark Weber. Good morning, Mark. So um, did you have some pancakes and uh, eggs and bacon there during our break? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I, I was working. I was not able to get out. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just came to my mind as I'm going out. These poor people are still on hold. I'm thinking, those poor people, at least they could have a cup of coffee or some bacon and eggs. We're here at a radio station working. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next hour of Garden Talk, you're going to get the chance to win a couple tickets to a car show in uh, Columbus. Along with that as well, you're going to get the chance to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood with What Plan I Am. But most importantly, you get your questions answered at 457-1290. There's one line available and uh, your chance to talk to a board-certified master arborist and a certified professional horticulturist and a guy that's got his hands dirty in the dirt for over 40 years right now, right now, here on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. You're on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert Weekend. Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the third and final hour of this legendary broadcast called Garden Talk with Mark Weber right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. This show is all about helping you. This show is all about assisting you at having the greatest yard, garden, and landscape ever. What we do here on Garden Talk is unique, highly unique. This is a show where you get to listen for three hours and it doesn't cost you a dime. You get to learn about how to grow better grass. You get to learn about how to have better trees. You get to learn how to have better vegetables. You learn how to have better house plants. And more so, you get to get entertained. <laughs> because we have a lot of fun. And I will have to attest, after 28 plus years of radio, there's never been one show that's ever been like the last show. And no show will ever be like this show. Um, because this show is clearly driven by what's current, what is driven by you, the caller. And we bring a certain degree of tenacity to the radio that you won't get anyplace else. Um, and I love to talk to people. I love to talk and teach. And I love to talk to you today at 457-1290. And uh, let's go right back to the telephone lines because we had started out a call with Max. And Max, we did you have a good cup of coffee and some bacon and eggs, Max? Actually, I had a Dr. Pepper. Just about oh, Dr. Pepper for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Max, how can I be of service to you today? Well, I want to kill uh, dandelions for next year. Okay. And I just want to find out what I, what do I need to do. I bought some weed seed. Okay. And I, I have a sprayer, a 25-gallon sprayer. So I just want to know... When should I uh, start for next year, uh, now and the fall, and what should I use? By the way, Max, your question, your question is far removed from being ig ignorant, by the way. <laughs> far <laughs> oh, removed. How about, how about not intelligent in the... In the no, in the it's, an <laughs> it's, a, it's an intelligent question. I am, I am impressed because it's a, it's a great question. And see, a lot of people, Max, have this thought process that they want to kill it in the spring, okay? Right. Uh -huh. You know, people have this absolutely freak-out moment. They see a yellow flower in their lawn in the spring. And you know when that, that's probably the worst time to control a dandelion between that or in the middle of the wintertime. Mm -hmm. The best time, Max, the best time to control broadleaf weeds in your lawn is in September. Okay. Yeah, and this is why. Those plants are still growing, and more so a lot of broadleaf weeds like handbit and chickweed all are germinating in September. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Now you know. 
Now you got right. knowledge. And this is the cool part, Max. This is the right. best part of all of this. Controlling those weeds in September is more effective than any other time of the year. And the other thing that's great about it is it has less harm, less likelihood of harm to the existing trees in your landscape. Because, Max, this is the problem. I see a lot of trees get damaged because of applications of herbicides in May, June, and July. Mm Mm-hmm. Because trees are actively growing in May, June, and July, and their roots are in the lawn area. And when we apply these broadleaf weed control products, we hurt the trees. Okay, Because right. a tree, for all intents and purposes, to the herbicide is one big weed. Okay, <laughs> Right. And so we don't want to hurt our trees, Max. We right. don't want to hurt our trees. So one way that we can reduce damage to our trees, control weeds, and be effective. I mean, highly effective at controlling weeds that show up in 2020 mm-hmm. is a September application. Okay. Does that help you, Max? That does help me a lot. And so can you suggest maybe what, what is a weed feed? You think that would be a good one to apply? Yeah. And you would do it like in the early morning hours with a little bit of dew on the grass. Mm-hmm. You'll wipe it out. Okay, and I'll wipe it out for next year. Yeah, and you you see, you've done it intelligently, Max, and it wasn't an ignorant question. (laughs) Well, you know what? With your your proper guidance and leadership, yes, yes, I can. I can do that. I can do it. Yes, I can. Yes, you can, Max. And the cool (laughs) part is, Max, you don't have to bring the SWAT team to to the HIO and kidnap me, okay? They're already already out there surrounding the building. No, they're not. I'm looking at a beautiful sunrise over Main Street right now. It's gorgeous. There's no SWAT team here. Well, okay. maybe I have a SWAT team with if I have a mosquito coming after me, but no, that was a joke. They're, they're camouflaged in the trees. There you go, Max. You have a good day. Okay. You too. Bless you. Man. Bless you, sir. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. You're calling from the underwear capital of the world. Am I right? Yes, you are. What? Yes, you are. And Javon, do you know where the underwear underwear capital of the world is at, Javon? You live in Dayton, Ohio, and you don't know where the underwear capital of the world is? It's Piqua, Ohio. Now, how do I know that, Frank? Because don't you guys have a sign that says that or something up there? Uh, we used to. Uh, we no longer have the uh, underwear parade and um, race <laughs> on um, Memorial Day anymore. Oh, they got rid of the underwear parade? Okay. Yes, they did. What a sad story, statement for the city of Piqua. But that's well, okay. Well, <laughs> some of the people that um, were in the parade in the race, um, they weren't exactly what you'd call um, runway models <laughs> in their underwear. <laughs> so maybe it's a good thing. Oh, you made my day, Frank. How can I help you? <laughs> I have a walnut tree growing up next to my garage foundation. Yep. It's about an inch and a half, two inches thick, and it's about eight foot tall. And I'd like to save the tree, um, but I don't want to. Um, I don't want to kill a tree, but I don't want it to grow and crack my you know, garage foundation. When was your garage built? Uh, Nineteen ninety-seven. Okay. So there's a really good likelihood, and when you built the garage, did uh, was it inspected like by a building inspector and stuff? Maybe. Um, probably, I didn't build the garage. I didn't. I didn't live here at the time. Okay. The reason I say that is, is if it was properly constructed, that walnut tree likely will not hurt the foundation. I just need to let you know that. Now, even if, when it gets to be, you know. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Really large? Yeah, you know, tree roots are like like a teenager without a curfew. <laughs> they 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 go with the least least likely path of least resistance. And I'll say that again. Tree roots are like a teenager without a curfew. They go with the path of least resistance and they get themselves in places where where there's air spaces. So if that that foundation was built According to code, and it was built structurally sufficient. Tree roots don't go up against the foundation wall and push it open, or break it, or lift it, or change it, unless that foundation wall is deficient structurally. 
Okay. Okay. So in that case, if you want to transplant the walnut, you'll have to do like we share with the other gentleman where you have to under, undercut the root system probably two falls in a row. And then the following spring on the third year, you can lift and move it, um, particularly with seedling grown trees like that. Okay. I, I'm just afraid that it's going to grow up because it's really next, right next to the foundation in the wall. Yeah. That it's going to, as it gets older, that it's going to push in, not so much the foundation, but the wall of the house or the garage. Yeah. And again, um, again, if you want to move it, that's fine. What I'm saying is you're going to need to undercut it. Two years in a row. Two years will grow in the fall. And then by the third year, you likely will have enough roots that it'll survive. Because seedling grown trees, uh, particularly forestated trees like walnut, um, are they produce it produces really long taproot like structure that sometimes will go down three or four feet and then it'll begin to branch off and they'll have a lot less roots and make them incredibly hard to transplant successfully. I have a lot of room to the left of it. Yeah. Um, I was thinking I could undercut it and move it over just a foot or so. Right. I would say move it out in the yard if you got room. Move it out in the yard. Okay. Give it some room. I mean, it's a great, I mean, walnut's a great tree. It's a great tree. I know, tree. I love walnut trees. I love walnuts too, and I love to eat them. I love black walnut. It makes wonderful on, 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 on vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I used to get um, $100 for um, mm-hmm. 50 pounds of walnuts, black walnuts. They're delicious. I love a lot of people only a lot of people only Frank have only ever eaten the English walnuts from California. I will tell you, I think black walnut that oh, we they're, have they're here, the best. Yeah, they have such a there's so much a depth of flavor in, in our native black walnut for eating. Um I've eaten black walnut cake. It's I think black walnut is the cat's patoo. It's just absolutely delicious. Frank they're a, be- they're a beautiful tree. Yes, sir. Frank, take care. I hope you have a great Saturday and you thanks. Have a wonderful sir. Saturday. Thank you much, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's go talk to Steve. Steve, good morning and welcome to Garden Talk. Uh hi. I was just uh uh my my concern is similar to the last guy's, actually. I had bought a house three years ago that has... My house was built in 1948, and I just removed three massive trees from it. And I live in Belmont, so my yard isn't that big. So these trees were all really close together. So now that I've got all these trees removed, my yard is absolutely not level. And... um I was just wondering, because I want to plant more trees where they were. I just don't want these trees, because I had two maples and another kind of um, Japanese tree with, like, really small leaves. Mm-hmm. But anyway, these um, these trees, they're going to take a couple of years for the roots to decompose out. But I want to know what it's going to entail for me to get my yard re-leveled and replant a tree like i don't think i want to plant in the yeah can i ask you a quick question Uh um do you have any grass in your yard currently after all this um well before the trees were removed there's like four different types of grass in my yard okay so steve stop stop there just a moment i'm gonna uh make i'm gonna make a really simple statement it's time to begin new uh-huh. It's time. It's time to replace. In other words, th- th- does that house have the same carpet that it had when that house was put in 1940? No. no luckily, it's still hardwood floors. Thank you. Good, because <laughs> hardwood floors <laughs> are a lot cleaner long term. So, in other words, yes. we don't keep the same carpet in our house, do we? And a lot of times, no. we change out our flooring in our house, or we take our hardwood floors and we sand them and refinish them. Right? Yes. So with your lawn, you probably likely have the same grass that's been there since 1940-something, okay? So that grass, genetically speaking, let's think about the numbers here, 40 to 2,000 makes it 60, 60 to 2019 makes it, what, 79 years old? Yeah. So you've got a turf grass variety that's 79 years old. And since 79 years ago, we have come light years, like buzz light years, 
ahead in genetics, disease, and insect-resistant in turf grass. So my okay. suggestion is, Steve, you kill it all. You nuke it all. You blow it up. Apply I some, agree. Apply some type of post-directive herbicide today because this is the bottom line. August is the month to sow grass seed. August is the month to redo your lawn. August is the month. But the problem is you need to kill it all. You need to destroy it and destroy it with a post-directive non-selective herbicide at the same time where those tree, tree stumps are at. I would suggest uh-huh. getting in there with a stump grinder and grind the devil out of them. No, 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 no. The stumps have already been grinded out. The stumps were literally grinded out another, like, like literally like two weeks ago. So that was actually leading into my next question is, uh, do I have to like actually wait another year for the roots and everything? Cause there's still, it's basically just mulch right now in those. Okay, the dig spots. out the mulch, Steve. I gotta, I gotta watch my time here, but dig out the mulch. Get the mulch out of there. That that hard that hardwood stuff that's left over from the root system uh-huh. needs to get dug out. Replace it with some good quality topsoil. Okay. Kill it all. Sow some new stuff. Get a soil test too, Steve. See where you are nutritionally with the lawn. It'll help guide you on which type of trees and plants to add into the landscape. And like I said, it's the time to begin a new life for that landscape. Steve, thanks for your call. I'm Dr. Being part of Garden Talk, 1290 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Stock market instability, volatility, and losing money is a big concern. But it doesn't have to be. With a structured retirement plan, you can protect your money and forward your financial progress toward retirement. You don't have to risk your future riding the stock market roller coaster. Call the Miami Valley's retirement resource and author of Income Allocation, David Gaylor at Tradewinds Financial Group, 800 That's 800-385-0437. And tune in Saturdays at 3 for your game plan for retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Thanks for calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. This is Sarah. How can I help? I was just calling to say... Thanks for saving my move. How did we do that? Our stuff was loaded, but we were out of time. And there was a mountain of junk we were leaving behind. My neighbor said, call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. They made junk disappear. All you have to do is point. We came through for you? You saved my move. You're an angel for calling. Thank you. Thank you. To make junk disappear, call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. I love shopping. Shoes, jeans, smartphones, you name it. I also love shopping for diamond jewelry, but I never think of buying diamonds for myself. I want those diamond studs I've been hinting about for the last few months. Know what? My hinting days are over. I'm going to James Free Jewelers and buying it for myself because I can. And now it'll be for me from me. Buy exactly what you love at James Free Jewelers, 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering, or online at jamesfree.com. Grismer Tire and the Dayton Philharmonic Volunteer Associations, its instrumental, are collecting new and gently used band instruments. They'll be repaired or reconditioned and loaned to local students in the Miami Valley. Help students shine musically. Donate at any Grismer Tire location by July 31st. For a bathroom you'll love, call Rebath 937-755-1712. From a fresh tub and shower update, to a complete remodel. Get $750 off a bathtub or shower replacement. Call Rebath 937-755-1712. The recovery continues from the Memorial Day tornadoes and WHIO isn't going anywhere. Listen for live local updates on Miami Valley recovery efforts and stories from our community. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, next half hour of Garden Talk will be What Plan I Am with your chance to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood Garden Center plus two tickets to a great car show over the over in the greater Columbus area coming up in the next half hour of Garden Talk. Let's check out the updated weather forecast for the weekend with New Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mack. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees, mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is perfectly clear. We got 68 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. News 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, and we run till 9. And don't forget as well that you can listen to best of shows on the station's website through the podcast system. Let's head to someplace and go help Todd with a tree. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Mark. How can I help you, sir? All right. I have a tulip poplar in my backyard that is probably five to six feet in diameter. And it is a beauty. Um, But I've noticed that recently the bark around the bottom, say six feet off the ground and, and lower, is kind of in some areas kind of coming off and you could if you grab it you could easily pull like you know a good chunk of it off and Mm. it's down to just like a kind of like a skin look of the tree under that bark it it, and i was just curious what might be going on with that tree well you know bark of a tree is dead okay bark is a result of the cambium Every year in late winter, early spring, that cambium expands. And as it expands, um, it pushes out the outer phloem. And then remember, phloem is the part that moves the nutrients. The carbohydrates that are generated by the leaves are, erode, are, are brought through the phloem, which sits outside the cambium. And the xylem is produced behind the cambium. So as the cambium expands, that says by cell division, that cambium crushes the, can- the, the phloem in what they call the sieve cell elements. As it results, it creates bark, okay? Okay. And there's also something called cork cambium that's part of this process too. But usually if bark is falling off a tree, it's sometimes natural and sometimes it's a sign that you've got a problem. I would be very curious if that tree may have what they call tulip tree uh, bore. And one why it matters is tulip tree poplar borer is a native insect that picks on tulip tree pop tulip tree that's in some type of stress or in trouble. So what you may have is a tree that's under some type of stress, and it might be sick. So you likely should have that tree looked at by a certified arborist to see what its condition is. And Todd, I'd also say too, it'd probably be good to get a starch test done on that tree come winter to find out what type of stored energy it has to determine if it is truly under stress or strain. Todd, thanks for your call and thanks for being part of Garden Talk. John Scott from Knollwood joins us next here on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. Good morning, I'm Dave Daniels with a WHIO News Update. Our top story, a terrorist attack in Somalia leaves at least 12 people dead, including two Americans. Tropical Storm Barry looks to bring rain into the Miami Valley. I'll let you know when. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now WHIO triple team traffic, uh, just getting word of fire crews on scene near mile marker 56 of 75 northbound uh, right around the Stanley Avenue area. Not seeing any delay in that area right now. 
Our top story, a terrorist attack at a hotel in Somalia leaves 12 people dead, including two Americans. At least 12 people have been killed in Somalia's southern port of Kismayo when Al-Shabaab militants stormed a hotel. Somali security forces said the siege was now over and that the four attackers had been shot dead. The Islamist militants stormed the building after targeting it with a large car bomb as regional politicians and clan elders met inside to discuss forthcoming regional elections. Sue Montgomery with team coverage. Tropical Storm Barry is taking aim at the Louisiana Gulf Coast and will eventually make an appearance in the Miami Valley. Tropical Storm Barry continues to verge right on the edge of becoming a Category 1 hurricane. Latest check, 65 mile per hour wind sustained. That rainmaker is expected to dump anywhere from 15 to 20 inches of rain in Louisiana and is expected to also arrive in the Miami Valley by the time we get into Wednesday. Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag is back in moments with his exclusive double WHIO forecast. A cat uses up at least one of its nine lives in a house fire on Flesher Avenue in Kettering late Friday night. Fire crews called to the 1500 block of Flesher Avenue around 1030 last night. No injuries were reported, but firefighters were seen rescuing a cat from the home and handing it over to two adults standing outside. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees. Mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear this hour. Clear skies around the Miami Valley. It is 69 degrees now in Springboro, 66 in Springfield, and 68 degrees in Dayton at 834. With news on the hour, the half, and instantly when it breaks, I'm Dave Daniels on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk depend on it. Hi folks, it's me again, and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now, and with proper watering, still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good, healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, and annuals, because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, plats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of Rose of Sharon, Boxwoods, Hydrangeas, and Barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike and remember we're open seven days. Your mandated energy costs will soon double if action isn't taken now by Senator Steve Huffman. But with House Bill 6, he can stop it. This reform will actually lower your electric bill. Steve Huffman can give you an 88% reduction in mandated energy costs over the next six years, saving you money every month on your electric bill. And Steve Huffman can save Ohio jobs. Politicians always say they want to save jobs. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for politicians to save our jobs. Over 4,000 Ohio families are at risk. Entire communities will be devastated without Steve Huffman's help. It's an investment in Ohio jobs, Ohio energy, and Ohio's future. There is still time. Ask Senator Steve Huffman to pass House Bill 6. Call 614-466-6247. More jobs, lower bills for Ohio. Paid for by Generation Now, Inc. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. Let's spend time to take a walk through the Garden Gate with John Scott from Norwood Garden Center and Landscape on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, John Scott. Good morning, Mr. Weber. How are you? I am well. I wanted to let you know that um, my vet, my my plants and my landscape, for the most part, have just look amazing. 
I mean, I have got verbena that looks like a carpet. <laughs> my diplodenia is growing at great measures. My bananas every day produce one leaf and gotten inches taller as we speak. My cannas are blooming and uh, my landscape looks gorgeous, John Scott. Well, hey, you know, some years the weather treats certain plants great and other plants struggle a little bit, particularly with the annuals because it's such a diverse group. And if you read the blog, Mark, that's what uh, the mm -hmm. next three weeks at, at Knollwood and many of your other local garden centers are all about. We're, we're leaving town here and there and going to a lot of different plant trials and a lot of shows and seeing the new introductions. And, and if you read the blog, what I find really interesting is the first show we go to is the Marahort, and it's an indoor show at the Columbus Convention Center. And all the top readers will be there showing the new stuff for next year or even for two years out, and they get us all excited to look at it. And then in another week, we actually go uh, to another spot in Illinois to see the stuff live in action being planted outdoors. It's been grown outside just like we have in our typical gardening season. So you can see how it actually has been there making decisions about what do we think the consumer is going to like and most importantly, what do we think the consumer is going to be successful with? Right, right. And so, John, I think the thing that it's important for our listeners to understand is this is a commitment. This is something that people that are in the business of growing high-quality bedding plants do. This isn't done just because John Scott wants a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> John's, John Scott is doing this because John Scott wants to produce better quality plants, higher quality plants, and more so plants that are going to be performers in your landscape. And this is a clearly a commitment, isn't it, John? It is. And that's one of the things I pointed out, you read it about, you know, I talked with Jacob at Stockslagers. Uh, Jacob and I are pretty mm -hmm. pretty tight. And we share a lot of information and another grower, Elmer Grocer. And, and if you look at Knollwood and you look at Stockslagers and you look at, at DGI growers, we're small potatoes on the uh, floriculture scene. You know, we're just a little Knollwood compared to all these big places that are national and everything. But by Jacob and Elmer and I working together, we have a better opportunity of looking and seeing different things and, and putting some the buying power together to get some plants that alone we couldn't get because certain things they have in limited numbers and if you're not a big boy they don't want to sell it to you so it's fun in the industry having having wonderful people like the Stockslager family and, and Elmer and a few other people that we can work together and, and together I can trial that's the beautiful thing I can trial 15 plants Jacob can trial 15 plants Elmer can trial 15 plants and that way we can share that information and say hey this really worked good and then we can all go with it. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a commitment, and, and that's the other point I made in there, too. So many times customers request certain plants, Mark, and I know you have this, mm -hmm. and I really want this plant in my landscape. And we sometimes, if we don't know the plant, we've got to research it, because before we sell it, we want to make sure it's going to do well in this area. So it's a fun time of year, because you get excited, you see the new stuff, you get to make some hopefully good decisions on what to offer the customer next year. So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, John Scott from Knollwood is giving you the sufficient facts and data so that you're successful. Good guy. Good job, yeah. John Scott. Listen, you have a safe travels, and I hope you guys uh, learn some new stuff. I can't wait to hear about some of these new and exciting things. And as always, John Scott, your hours of operation at Knollwood are? We are 9 to 6 today and 11 to 5 tomorrow. And like you said, your garden's still looking good, and so is the inventory that we're getting in. So uh, if you're interested in playing, always a good time to play in the garden and ladies and gentlemen it is not too late to add color to your landscape if you've got a bare spot there's a beautiful plan in your future to fill that bare spot john scott take care we'll talk soon thanks mark we'll see you. you've been through the garden gate with john scott from norwood garden center and landscape the garden talk phone lines are open call the garden guru mark weber at 457-1290 on 1290 and 95.7 whio Dayton's News and Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for What Plant I Am. Now, 
If you know the plant that I am, call 457-1290 after I describe it. Give Javon, our executive producer extraordinaire, the plant that you have. He'll put it in the call screen, which means I will see your name, and I'll see what you believe to be the correct answer. We will then converse, and you will tell me the answer that you give Javon. You do cannot change your mind. <laughs> you have to commit, Javon, to the test question. Okay? I'm sorry, but you just do. So here's the question of what plant I am, if I can find my notes. Okay. I am a native to Canada through Texas across Florida. I am hardy to zone three. I can be a large shrub or a small tree, and I'm typically multi-stemmed. I'm wide-spreading with a flat-topped crown. I get about 20 to 30 feet tall. I have a very slow growth rate. I have medium-textured leaves, and uh, my leaves are typically pretty dark, and they're doubly serrated on the margin. My fall color is exquisite. I be yellow, I be orange, I be reddish colors, and I'm very variable in my color. In fact, my leaves sometimes hold on in the winter. I produce a flower that's quite unique. And my flower is typically about four inches long, and I'm attached to three wing brackets. Yeah, three wing brackets, and I always bloom in, um, in April. And I do form a nut, what they call a nutlet. And my nutlet has three wing leaf-like structures on my, on, my, on my nut. Now, my bark is gorgeous. I'm smooth, I'm gray, and I'm fluted. And I have these vertical ridges on my bark to make me very, very, very muscular looking. But sometimes I have this slenderness to my bark. And sometimes when I'm young, I'll even have these little hairy stems of my bark. I am very difficult to dig out of the woods. Most people grow me in containers. I prefer deep, moist soils that are slightly acidic. I can grow in full sun and I even can tolerate full shade. I can be used as a shade tree, a lawn tree, a park tree, naturalized areas. So, what plant am I? Because my muscles are like my bark. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And there are very few, the hard-to-find varieties of me. Pretty much what you get is the straight species of me. There's not a lot of cultivated varieties of me. So what plant am I? 457-1290. That's 457-1290. Javon is the executive producer today, and he will be the guy you will talk to because Javon is our man. You can talk to Javon now. Again, I'm native to Canada, down to Texas, across to Florida. I'm an Eastern, Eastern United States tree. I'll be really frank with you. And you will find me in the woods of Ohio. I need to tell you that. You will find me in the woods of Ohio. I'm a deciduous, large, shrub-like tree. Multi-stems, wide-spreading, flat-top crown. Typically 20 to 30 feet tall and wide. I have a slow growth rate, medium texture in my leaves. Now... I'm yellow to orange to red in the fall, and I am gorgeous. Simply gorgeous, but there's variability in my leaves in the fall. And I make when I flower, I have this really interesting flower that, uh, by the way, you can find male and female flowers on the same plant of me. And uh, my female flowers are typically four inches long and are attached to a three-winged bracket. Well, at the same time, when my fruit will form, which is actually a nutlet, you will see that same three-wing leaf-like bracket on my nut. Interesting. But my bark, oh my goodness, my bark. 
My bark is smooth. My bark is gray. My bark is fluted at the base of the tree. But these amazing vertical lines form on my bark. And I'm and, and the cool part about me is I'm muscular. Oh, my bark is so muscular. And 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 I'm like, I'm kind of like iron. Yeah, my wood has the density of iron. Which means if you throw me in the water, Javon, hear me, John, if you throw me in the water, I'll sink to the bottom. I will not float. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. If you know what plan I am, with a twenty-five dollar <laughs> gift card to Knollwood and some tickets to the car show over in Columbus. If you know what plant I am, four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. And when we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast. And of course, somebody might win these prizes as well. With what plant I am. Here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Your mandated energy costs will soon double. If action isn't taken now by Senator Peggy Lehner, but with House Bill 6, she can stop it. This reform will actually lower your electric bill. Peggy Lehner can give you an 88% reduction in mandated energy costs over the next six years, saving you money every month on your electric bill. Peggy Lehner can save Ohio jobs. Politicians always say they want to save jobs. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for politicians to save our jobs. Over 4,000 Ohio families are at risk. Entire communities will be devastated without Peggy Lehner's help. It's an investment in Ohio jobs, Ohio energy, and Ohio's future. There is still time. Ask Senator Peggy Lehner to pass House Bill 6. Call 614-466-4538. More jobs, lower bills for Ohio. Paid for by Generation Now, Inc. Have you been thinking about retiring? It could be the most important decision of your life. Tune in to Russell Total Wealth Radio right here on WHIO Saturdays at 1 p.m. for answers to your questions about how to maximize your money during retirement and learn strategies about minimizing your taxes. Get the facts and learn about all of your options. Tune in Saturdays at 1 p.m. on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hi, this is Dan Edwards. Need a passport? Visit one of the convenient auto title locations of your Montgomery County Clerk of Courts in Huber Heights, Clayton, downtown Dayton, Moraine, or Centerville. No appointment is ever needed. They are your first vacation destination before traveling abroad. Go to WeDoPassports.com for more info. Summertime is here, which means the threat of severe weather. WHIO is the only radio station in the Miami Valley with meteorologists monitoring local weather 24-7. From Clayton to Huber Heights and from West Carrollton to Moraine, keep Keeping your family safe is our number one goal. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My screen went black. I thought the end of the world just came. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 8.50. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Perfect conditions to start off this morning into the lower 60s, mainly clear skies overhead and low humidity. As we go throughout the afternoon, that humidity is on the climb, mostly sunny skies and hot with a high temperature of 88 degrees, mainly clear overnight tonight, warm and humid with a low near 70 and the next chance for storms arriving tomorrow afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar um, is um, clear right now. We're sitting at 68 degrees on the station that uh, you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. This is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Nathan's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's uh, broadcast. I would uh, love to talk to you about whatever's going on in your gardening world. 
And uh, I have to tell you, I am impressed. <laughs> I am very, 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 very impressed because um, usually when I do what plan I am, um, I get a lot of calls with a lot of wrong answers, and I have a lot of fun with that. And don't get me wrong, they're not, wrong, not, they're not bad answers. They're just people attempting to, to win a prize. And, and sometimes, you know, I, I can be a little bit of, let's just say, anal retentive about uh, the, the questions I construct. But uh, today, Javon, I am impressed with our listenership. We have actually four people with all the right answers. <laughs> And you know, the old adage, if you know what the right answer is and you try to get through and you very well may beat everybody else by the fact that you dialed a lot quicker. And in the case of John from Beaver Creek, hey, good morning, John from Beaver Creek. Good morning. John, I just want to let you know that you beat Curtis from Xenia by 45 seconds. Oh, boy. 45 seconds because, John, you knew the answers you knew what the answer was by the clues. So let's kind of go through those clues again, okay? You ready? Ready. I am native to Canada through Texas across Florida. And I will say my native range is mostly um, the eastern half of the United States. I have, in my travels, I don't think I've much seen much of this plant um, much farther west than Missouri and Arkansas. I, the Texas thing, I find curious. I've seen it in northern Florida, but I've never seen it, you know, much further than that portion of the United States. Um, I'm a deciduous large shrub with a, with a, and sometimes a small tree. And I'm multi-stem, and I'm widespreading. I'm about 20 to 30 feet tall, and I have a very slow growth rate. Um, a lot of times you'll find me growing in the understory of the forest with a lot of other larger trees. Um my autumn foliage, though, by the way, is some of the most gorgeous you'll ever see. Um, you'll see hues of yellows and oranges and red, red fall color, and it's quite variable. And in many times, it will that foliage, once it turns brown after the coloration, will hang on me all winter long, which makes it another cool ornamentation. My flowers are unique, and there's male and female flowers on the same plant of me. And uh, the female flowers are typically four inches long and have these really interesting little three-wing brackets. It kind of almost looks like um, hanging oats off of a tree, so to speak. If you've ever seen an oat, oat plant grow. Um, and then once my flower forms, after my flower is born, then I form a little fruit, which is actually a nut. And my nut has those same three little wings on it, which makes me an easier way to... Uh, identify and then by the way those little nuts go from green to brown sometime in september through october but what makes me unique and the thing that people love about me is my bark because my bark is smooth my bark is fluted at the base at the base of the tree and in fact some people can call me arnold schwarzenegger tree because i'm muscular i'm almost like a bodybuilder tree with the way how muscular my wood looks um and there are very few cultivars of me which uh, is kind of an interesting story to itself because i'm a tree that doesn't get used a lot in landscapes but pridefully probably sh should and uh, and by the way um you may not know this or not. I'm also related to the birches as well. So, sir, with a $25 gift card at stake and a couple of passes to a car show over in Columbus, John, what plant am I? Hornbeam. Yeah, I'm the hornbeam or the ironwood tree. <laughs> How did you know? What was the giveaway, if I may ask? Well, when you said that, would that uh, won't float? Yeah, and my wood is so dense, so dense, that if you cut a branch off of me or a log off of me, throw me in a creek or put me in a bucket of water, I won't float like other trees. I sink to the bottom. Well, John, you won yourself a $25 gift card to Nolwood because they're gardeners like you and I, and also some passes to the car show. So I'm going to put you on hold so that uh, Javon, the magical producer extraordinaire, can get all your vitals and um, 
and he's not going to check your pulse and all that. He's just going <laughs> to get your information, okay? Well, I'm, I'm alive. All right, John. I appreciate it. I'm glad you are alive, and I'm glad you listen to Garden Talk, sir. All right. Thank you. Tell your friends and neighbors, okay? Will do. You bet. Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, folks, that was a fun one. <laughs> um, if you got a gardening question, there is a line available for you at 457-1290. And by the way, Curtis and John, I really appreciate you guys calling Garden Talk. There's another John from New Carlisle. Um, both you guys, uh, unfortunately, did not call quick enough. So that's, <laughs> you're, you're not included with the winning. John from Beaver Creek was very successful. Um, like I said, he called much quicker than everybody else did, which was kind of fun in, in that regard. Because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, I, I, when I do this show, when I do What Plan I Am, everybody kind of goes, and all of a sudden there's like a, a flurry of calls. And a lot of times they're not right, which is fine, which makes it a lot of fun for the radio and a little entertaining for you guys to listen to. But there's always one or two people that call within, you know, minutes of each other. And sometimes it's within 10 to 15 seconds. Um, and it goes to show you that the early bird definitely gets the worm. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's head to the telephone lines and uh, let's go talk to Craig. Craig, good morning and welcome to WHIO Radio. Good morning. Thanks for taking a question at the last minute. Yes, sir. Um, you've said for a long time, of course, that trees and grass have a relationship that is doomed to fail for the grass. I say destined for divorce court. Yes, that's it. Destined, yeah. And I have planted a forest, forested area, on a property that was previously had zero trees on it. And, of course, the grass has failed, which is what I want. My question is, what can I put on the forest floor as a ground cover? Oh, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you want it to stay short? Well, you know, first of all, I would look, there's like so many plants that could work. But the problem is, is we don't know what your soil is like. Uh-huh. Okay, and also the tree species, and this matters. Certain tree species communities will actually create um, alleopathic effects, which they actually uh, don't yeah. allow other plants to grow. Uh-huh. So it's real important to know what the soil condition is and then next what the tree species are. And then from there you can work through stuff. You know, there's ferns, there's Lenten roses, there are hostas, there is vinca. Uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. I mean, in my case, like I had a, a, an area that I actually originally designed to become a hammock. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you know what the common, the, the, the idea of a hammock is you create this, 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 it's basically the giant community of trees where all their canopies fuse together and it's make a giant shade zone. Uh-huh. And That's I, exactly what I have. And what I created mine, I created it so there's a hole to the to the north to the northwest. So there's all this wonderful air that passes through it on hot summer days. Uh-huh. In my case, I have naturalized the whole area into a giant hosta collection. Okay. And I my wife and I have planted over 120 hostas in one place. And it is literally like hosta heaven. Uh-huh. So that was just I'm sure one. The deer love it. No, no deer. I got dogs that chase them away. Okay. <laughs> Greg, go. thanks for your call. Thank Have you. a great, great weekend, and thanks for being part of Garden Talk. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition. Javon, special thanks to you for a job well done, and to thank each and every one of you for listening to this morning's broadcast. Remember gardening, folks. Starts one plant at a time, one day at a time. Don't be overwhelmed by it. And do it well. Remember the very words that I spoke so many, many years ago on a fine, fine July day, just like today. Gardening, my friends, is a great quest in life. It's a wonderful way to enjoy the blessed earth in which the good Lord has made. Please, my friends, get out and do some gardening. But be sure the gardening that you always do is happy gardening. On 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.